And takes him over. Crotches him. Body slam. And the little Aussie going to town. Idle caught in the corner with Rich. Hey, man, let me tell you something about superstar Bill Dundee. I work with Superstar, man, night after night after night, man. I learned a lot from that guy. Big as a minute. Maybe he's 5'7". Should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, had tremendous fire. Had tremendous uh, mean streak as a heel. Uh, was a great trash talker, a great promo. Uh, I loved working with Superstar Bill Dundee, man. Now, I know some people say, well, he's bragging today. He's all fired up. Yeah, but if you've got something good, you tell the people, brother. Everybody's wanted, Lala, because it's going to get rid of you. Now, you ain't going to come here next Saturday with your head shaved. You're going to leave Memphis. Now, that's the one everybody wants. Now, Lance, let me recap you on the little deal. I was the underdog against Leroy Brown. Yeah, got to say that. I didn't think I was going to win, but I was going there to fight my heart out, and I won. I beat him twice. Then I come out the king himself. I'll beat you, you little jerk. I'll beat you, you little clown. But you didn't, did you? I was underdog in that match. I didn't know I was going to win either, Lola, but I was going to give you a hell of a fight for it, and I did. And I beat you for $2,000. Okay, you come back crying. Another $2,000, Dundee. You've never seen that much money. Well, you might have been right, but then I got $4,000 of your money. Okay? Now, he wants to wrestle again. I'll put the Cadillac car, I'll put up the money, Dundee. Okay, I did. I didn't have a Cadillac car, but I got one now, and it drives real good. Now. So then he wanted it all back. He was embarrassed he didn't have a Cadillac car. Jerry the King Lawler hasn't got no Cadillac. The little runt's got it that he calls it, right? So, unfortunately, the way you cheated Orndorff out of the belt, and you got the belt, okay. That's all you had, Lawler, so you got down on your hands and knees, and you put the belt on the line. And there it is, folks. The superstar's got the belt now, Lawler. So what? I didn't want no part of you, Lawler. I didn't want nothing from you, Lawler, because you haven't got nothing left. But what does he do? He says, I'll put my hair on the line. This is his idea, not mine. But Lala, I'll take the hair just like I do everything else from you. Because I'm going to be the champion a long time. And this is the match that's going to get rid of you, Lala. Because you ain't got enough guts to come out here with a bald head and tell the people how pretty you are. You haven't got what it takes. Now, Lala, you think you're a fantastic drawer. And I'm not taking nothing off you. You are, brother. But I got a friend that can draw. And I know you got your beady little eyes glued back there. We'll just keep them glued to the screen. Because I'm going to give you a preview what you're going to look like with no hair, brother. What do you got, Billy? Right here, brother. <laughs> Shining on this. Oh. Jerry Lawler Ball. That's what you are, brother. That's what you're going to look like. Oh, hey, let's turn it around okay. with this camera over there. That's right. I was the under... Lawler, the thing you don't forget, I was the underdog in every match. And I'm probably still the underdog, but you're going to be bold, brother, and I'm going to be dead, one of the two. Thank you, Lance. Okay, Billy Dundee. Hello, this is Rex Luther. Thank you for listening to the Superstar Bill Dundee's Wrestling Memories Podcast. This week's guest, Bill and I, will visit with um, Lady Blossom. You may know her better as the 
valet of and wife of our ex-wife of uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin or stunning Steve Austin, uh, Miss Jenny Clark. Welcome, Miss Jenny. Thank you for having me. I'm really grateful. It's just wonderful to hear Dylan's voice after so long. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Miss Clark, we've been trying and, to time. Go, go right ahead, Miss Clark. Um. I, um, I just wanted to tell Bill thank you for helping me out in the beginning. And I know that uh, Steve has always said that he taught him so much. And when he started out, and uh, I know he was really grateful to Bill as well, and I gave him a lot of credit for you know helping him in his early days. So we're both really grateful, Bill. Well, I appreciate that. But here is the other thing. When the pupils are wanting to learn, it's a lot easier. You know what I mean? You want them to learn, he wants them. So it's easy for the for the teacher to teach pupils that actually want to learn this. Some of the kids today, brother, they think they know more than the, than the teachers. Well, that's just how it is. But you guys were good pupils, so you, and it worked. Well, thank you. Um, and um, I know you're a Scotsman. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and I'm not, um, obviously, I'm not sure if you're actually from Dundee or if you're from that area. Yeah. But I wondered if you, if you remembered um, the Cairns Hall out there. Yeah. Um, because... Um, I, I was booked there recently, and um, I know, like, back then, I don't know if you watched, but there used to be um, George Kidd, who was yeah. really popular. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and uh, I thought that uh, you may have uh, watched, watched that and learned I the English way. Because, yeah, because when I started out in the UK, it used to be six rounds, Yeah, Australia. When we went to the clubs in Australia, when I started in '62, they did the, the rounds: four rounder, a six rounder, and a twelve rounder. Yeah, same same style. Adams and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the student who she's referring to. Um, so you did the angle, being the valet of uh, Steve Austin, and worked worked yeah. Tony Adams, uh, Chris's actual wife, and the uh, y'all worked some um, yeah. mixed matches, mixed tag matches, and I think you took on Tony also. 
That's right, yeah. Be, be, be. When I first started, I was just going to be walking to the ring and basically I didn't ever know I was going to get in a match and obviously I couldn't work, but we kind of did the cat fight kind of stuff. But it was fun. They didn't really have a lot of women wrestling back then anyway. But, hey, uh, right before you call, though, Bill and I were actually talking about it. I mentioned that you uh, you could take a pretty good bump, and he said, "Yeah, you could work." I guess coming from the UK and that environment, uh, you get a certain foundation just from being on the sidelines. <laughs> got lucky really but Chris was a good teacher but you have to be a good pupil and it has to sink in and you gotta take it in you know what I mean I mean yeah. they can tell you all you want but if it's not sinking in it's not working yeah well the, the fans really took to um, not liking Lady Blossom didn't they um well they, that was all sort of an accident going <laughs> Jerry Jarrett, uh, and I didn't even know till the week before um, that that it was going to close down. Um, I thought that was it. Um, obviously, I was running a business in Dallas and I'm doing my uh, novel two telegrams, and uh, Steve had come to Memphis, and um, I did come up there a few times. I, I thought Tennessee was beautiful. I loved it there, um, but. Um, Basically, Magnum Terry Allen, he, he called Steve at my house and got chatting to me, where are you from, where's that accent from, and what do you do? And I said, oh, well, I did work here uh, in Dallas with Steve. They had actually had another girl to go with Steve called Vivacious Veronica, but um, I don't know why. I never saw her work, but they didn't think they had good chemistry. And they asked me to send some tapes, and next thing I heard was go meet Dusty in Houston, and I went to Houston, and uh, um, uh, then they asked me to be at TV, but I didn't really expect to be... I didn't sort of pursue a job there, but um, it was great. It was a great experience, you know, to, to go up there. And Bill, you came in not long after as an agent. Yeah. And uh, I guess the uh, first uh, entry to WCW is you, you interfered in the match and uh, Steve won the WCW World TV title from beautiful Bobby Eaton. It's a small world. That's right. That's right. The first match I ever did going into WCW was to scratch his eyes and um, Steve would win the TV title, but he got, a, you know, a fairly good push, really, for a rookie. Absolutely. But, uh, like I say, he always, he always said, even back then, you know, that Bill was, like, one of the best teachers he had, and he's a big fan of his work, so, yeah, um, that's amazing, and I have very fond memories of uh, Bill, I remember he used to come on a Friday night and a Saturday morning TV tapings, and, uh, Chris used to give me all the interviews, and Tony used to get upset about what I said and I said well that's what Chris told me to say but yeah I used to think the interviews were, were a blast coming out there yeah. and, uh, I actually preferred it in uh, the sportatorium because it was so easy going there compared 
But, uh, you know, everybody was really great in the locker room, uh, I thought, at the Sportatorium. And I, um, I think a lot of people who went through the Sportatorium, or a lot of people went through Memphis, really learned there because, you know, if you go back, you think, um, well, The Undertaker and Percy, who was a good friend of mine, and, and, you know, so many people actually went on to the WWE or, or the WCW from there. And uh, Steve often says Memphis was, was fantastic territory. Of course, I only got to work there once or twice. But I remember Jamie, Jamie uh, was a referee at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember the match where I had to distract him. Um, and uh, that, that was at the, the taping in Memphis. And I uh, keep talking to him and causing uh, Steve to win. And I've got great memories of that. I wish I could have stayed, really. Um, I know Tony came back to, to work there with yeah. Nanny, Simp Nanny Simpson, um, which Jerry had actually called me about, but Steve shot that one down because, you know, I was living in Atlanta then. But, uh, oh, such great memories. I, I feel sad sometimes when I think about it because... Chris and Tony have passed away, and um, so many people actually, and um, I just remember, you know, just what, how much fun it was coming yeah. in on a Friday, so much fun. Never should have been in the ring with him to begin with, I told you, I told you, shut up, you might learn something. Can I say something? No, you can't say anything until I'm done talking. Alright, you can say something now. I changed my mind. You can't say anything. That was one of the most unethical things I've ever seen in my 50 years in wrestling. Thank you. I take that as a compliment. I told you. I told you. Shut up. You might learn something. I can talk louder than you can yell. Okay. So much fun. You know, and, uh... Did, did you ever ride the tour bus when we used to get did to come on the bus? Yeah, well, I, I, I went on the bus the, the once to... Yeah. Um, yeah. Jerry, Jerry, I had that bus from Whaling Jennings. That was Whaling's old bus. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. And I also heard that, um, that uh, was it Tojo? You drove a bit drunk once. <laughs> I had to pull over. I think yeah. someone else, but they were fun days, weren't they? Oh, so, yeah, there's a lot of fun. Miss Jerry, it looks like uh, early 2000s, you, uh, after finishing up with WCW, went back to the UK. What have you been up to since then? Hello. Uh, I've lost you again. That's okay. You got me right here. Um, did you... Uh, oh, I'm back now. I lost you. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. I said uh, when you finish up with WCW, you headed back to the UK. What have you been doing since? No. No? No, no. Well, Steve and I were married, and we did a match, Halloween Havoc, and uh, I was feeling really sick on the road, really tired and really sick, and uh, I found out I was pregnant, so obviously I, they were having me take bumps, but uh, um, obviously I had to stop working. But um, that's when my daughter Stephanie was born, um, and I stayed, Steve and I stayed in Atlanta for four years, and we had another daughter, after that, Cassidy, 
and uh, then uh, he went on to uh, ECW, and then obviously he went as a ringmaster into WWF at the time, and Stephen and I moved back to Texas. Um, I had some problems, and I'm the first one to put my hand up and admit uh, I had some addiction problems. Uh, and also Steve was now stone cold, Steve Austin, and very, very busy, lots of pressure on him at that time. And um, we we kind of drifted apart a little bit there, lack of communication really. So I was in addiction, he, he was super busy. Um, and uh, the reason I went back to England is a lot, lot later actually, because um, when Steve and I got divorced, um, obviously we had the two daughters, so I wanted to stay in Texas so he could see his daughters, but um, I'm not like saying anything against Deborah, but she wasn't too happy. You see, my relationship with Chris and Tony worked really well. Um, even though Chris and I were together, Tony and I were still really good friends. Naively, maybe, I thought that would work with Deborah, but um, I remember Steve phoned me up because um, uh, he, he was in Fort Worth and he asked me to bring the girls to the show, which I agreed to. Um, and uh, the girls had made all the signs. They were really excited. They were only about four, four years, four and seven, I think they were. And uh, then Steve phoned me up about an hour before the show and he said, look, you know, I don't think you should come. Deborah's not happy about it. And I said, look, Steve, you know, the girls are really excited. It would be really bad for me to pull out. But I tell you what, I'll sit at the back of the bleachers and uh, we won't, you know, you won't see us. And I'll just say they'd be happy with it. Um, but then storming up to me, like power walking up to me and got really angry. And she said, I will take the girls to go see their dad. And I said, no, it's okay. They've, Paul Heyman invited me back there. I've, they've seen their dad. And basically, she left Steve at uh, with her. So I got back to my house and I was like, oh my God, this isn't going to work. Um, it's a difficult, difficult situation. So originally I went back to the UK for just three weeks, but the 9-11 happened and Steve phoned me up and he said, don't, don't fly back. And, and I never heard from him after that. So um, I had to put the kids in school, but it was just a really difficult time. Um, um, but I do have a new green card now, so um, I'll be moving back to the States this summer. when you come back. 
and do, it, do the podcast live. I would love to. I would love to see Bill so much. He's such a nice person, and he was always very, very nice to me. And I, I appreciate you being on Bill's podcast, and uh, we'll be posting it on Facebook, and I'll try to tag you in it. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. Thank you. All right, Jenny Clark, you take care of yourself, and if you get up this way, come see us. I would love to. Thank you, Bill. Thanks. Bye.